Howdy, and welcome back to Cam and Joe's weekly podcast. This week, we will be talking about angiostrongyolysis. We will be telling y'all all about its symptoms, treatments, and preventions. It's a disease caused by a parasite that mostly affects livestock or household pets. You guys are in for a wild ride. For our new subscribers, I'm Josephina Kim, a sophomore BIMS major at Texas A&M. I'm from Kingwood, Texas, a suburb located right outside of Houston. And I'm Cameron Riley. I'm currently a sophomore as well at Texas A&M, majoring in animal science. I am from a small town outside of Dallas, Texas. Cameron, you want to be a vet, yes. right? I want to be a large animal vet because I've been around cows and horses my whole life. <laughs> Did you know how dangerous the disease angiostrongyolysis can be for them? No, I did not know what angiostrongyolysis was. Usually, vets make you aware of some of the diseases that the animals can get or to be cautious of certain things, but I never was aware how dangerous just a snail could be. Do you all have dogs or livestock or thinking about getting a new puppy soon? Then you should be aware of one disease that no one really addresses. We sat down with my dad, who has owned a livestock business for the past eight years, to get his input and feedback on angiostrong geliasis. Our first question was simply, have you ever heard of the disease angiostrong geliasis? He responded with that he had no clue what it was and didn't know that angiostrong geliasis was even a disease for livestock. Next question we asked him was, has a vet ever warned you about this disease and how it can affect your livestock? He responded with that he has never had a vet warn him about the disease or tell him about it. He said they only tell you the most common ones to be aware of, like diseases from ticks. He also stated that recently, the vets he has gone to don't sit down and tell you what to be aware of. He just brings the cows in, they give him their shots, and then they load the cows back up. We then told him that angiostrongyolysis is passed from snails, slugs, and shrimps. And they can affect his livestock if they ingest one of these that is affected by the parasite. Our last question for him was how he thinks he can prevent the disease since he knows what it is. His response was that he thinks he could help prevent them by taking them to the vet and keeping an eye out for any abnormal behavior of the cow. He was pretty spot on with the prevention of the angiostrongyolysis. But he could also make sure that his yard is free of slugs and snails to help prevent the disease even more. Before we dive in, let's have a little fun with some trivia. Yay! Josephina, you have five seconds to tell me the very common nickname for angiostrongyolysis. Isn't it rat lungworm disease? Correct. It is called this since the parasite contaminates lung passages to become adult worms. Wow, that's actually really interesting. Can we go into more detail about it? Of course. For those of you who are not familiar with angiostrongyolysis, or what we call rat lungworm, it is a disease caused by a roundworm parasite called angiostrongyolus cantonensis. So what animals are they found in? Well, the parasite is present in some animals, such as snails, slugs, shrimps, frogs, and these animals can infect other animals by the larva of the parasite that is passed by rodents from their feces. And the adult form of this parasite can only be found in adult rodents, right? Right. So snails and slugs may get infected by ingesting the larva, and as the larva matures, 
Its life cycle finishes when the rat eats the infected snail or slug, which allows the larva to become fully adult worms. So when your livestock or dog eats a snail or slug that is infected with the parasite, it will infect the livestock or dog by contaminating their lungs or air passages by allowing the larva to become an adult worm. So can dogs pass it to other dogs after they are infected? Nope. This disease cannot be passed from dog to dog. Since the parasite is formed in the snail, it can only be passed through digestion of the infected snail. Okay, now let's dive into a veterinarian's personal encounter with the rat lungworm disease. In an article published last year, Dr. Alfred J. Mina, a veterinarian from Honolulu, shared some important information warning the public about the dangers of snails giving animals the rat lungworm disease. He said that he sees three to four dogs a week that are infected by the disease and that some of the symptoms are neurological, which can range from weakness in the hind legs, pain throughout the whole back. Sometimes they'll have mentation issues like dull brain symptoms, like they're high on something. Wow, three to four dogs a week? Yeah, crazy, right? I didn't even know it was that common. So what did Dr. Alfred do after he diagnosed the dogs? The dogs were more than likely diagnosed by evidence of worms in their feces or windpipe. So what tests can be done? A vet would most likely proceed with a number of tests by taking blood or stool samples to determine if larvae or eggs are present. They could also do an x-ray to check the windpipe of the dog or animal. So did Dr. Alfred say how they were treated? Yes, he said they ended up treating with corticosteroids and also a dewormer that's effective against rat lungworm and some pain medication. He also said that they have been going around and picking up snails and slugs to make sure the dogs have a safer place when going outside. That is a great idea. If your dog or other animal eats a snail or slug, contact the vet and take precautions because if the disease is not treated, it can lead to death of the animal. Wait, but most cases don't even need treatment, right? You're right. The parasite usually dies over time, so the only medication usually needed is pain medication, like Dr. Alfred mentioned, to help with the pain associated with the parasite rather than the infection itself. But still take your pet or livestock to the vet, since most cases can lead to fatality. This happened in Florida five years ago when an orangutan died from eating snakes. Okay, we'll talk about this orangutan after a short commercial break. dogs are you looking to give a special someone a lifetime of happiness come to the brian animal shelter and adopt a dog today you may never know if your furry best friend is waiting for you there and we're back so how did they figure out the orangutan died from snails that were infected by the rat lungworm disease well the orangutan started out showing neurological symptoms which they then realized that he had a history of eating snails. The researchers then collected snails from his living habitat and tested them for the disease. They said of five species of terrestrial snails tested, three tested positive for the rat lungworm. One species was the same as the orangutan had ingested. That's crazy. I thought only dogs and livestock could be affected by it. I did too, but almost all animals can be affected by it, even dolphins and whales. They would be infected by eating fish, right? Yeah, same concept as a snail. The parasite would live in the fish, and then once the dolphin or whale eats it, 
It then will affect their lungs or air passages. I heard that it can also infect humans. Yeah, it actually can. So one article from Florida said that the rat lungworm disease is a health risk to humans and animals that ingest uh, highly infected snails. So we need to make sure to watch out for nausea, vomiting, and fever in children especially. Okay, so now we know what rat lungworm disease is and its symptoms and treatments. Can you tell us how to prevent it? Basically, the prevention of this disease is fairly easy. It can simply be prevented by avoiding exposure from slugs, snails, rats, and any animal that can carry the parasite. So, eliminating them from gardens or backyards will reduce the risk of exposure to dogs or any of your loved household pets. And also, don't forget to wash fresh produce before consumption. The produce could have easily come in contact with an infected snail or slug. I'll make sure even more to wash my fruits and veggies before I eat them now. And also remember to get rid of slugs and rats from your backyard. You don't want your dog accidentally coming into contact with them. I'm glad we had this talk, and I hope all our listeners had fun learning about all ins and outs of rat lungworm disease. Yeah, it's a pretty scary disease that can be contracted easily, and it definitely needs to be talked about more. Now let's go over some main points. Basically, rat lungworm disease is caused by a parasite called Angiostrongylus cantonensis, present in animals such as snails, slugs, shrimps, or frogs. And remember, symptoms range from headaches to difficulty breathing. Take your pet or livestock into a vet if you witness any of the symptoms we previously discussed. But also remember not to be too alarmed because vitality is rare and the parasite usually dies over time. However, you can avoid all of this because prevention is an important step. Wash all your produce, keep rodents or slugs out of your yards, and you will be rat lungworm disease free. Okay, y'all. So before we go, I'm going to ask Cameron some fun questions to see if she remembers everything from our talk. I'm ready. So, how can rat lungworm disease be contracted? Isn't it coming in contact with a snail, then passing it to other dogs or humans? No, that's actually incorrect. So, it can only be contracted through the actual ingestion of an infected snail or slug, and it can never spread from animal to animal, remember, only through ingestion. And... Next question, how did Dr. Alfred treat the infected dogs? Hmm, wasn't it corticosteroids, a dewormer, and pain medications? Exactly, but remember, most cases don't even need treatment, but always take your animal to the vet just in case. Well, that wraps up this week's episode of Cam and Joe's Weekly Podcast. We'll see y'all next week.